I wanted to jump in very quickly before you enjoy the edition of 15 Minutes with a Mentor to tell you about the newsletter that we recently launched at Recruitment Mentors a few weeks ago. It's called Limitless Learning and the whole premise and, and, and purpose of it is to directly send you practical advice tips and tactics directly into your inbox that can help you improve as a recruiter. The feedback so far from the three editions that we've released have been fantastic. For example, the last edition was on five questions you can ask on a business development call and why. And I want to tell you about it so you can join it. You can subscribe completely free. You can go to recruitmentmentors.com forward slash limitless hyphen learning that's recruitmentmentors.com forward slash limitless learning or you can go on recruitmentmentors.com and you'll get hit with one of those pop-up messages where you can sign up but i wanted to tell you about it if you're here to learn and develop then why not get direct tips and advice directly into your inbox so sign up and join the thousands of other recruiters that already signed up that are motivated to be better than yesterday. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Recruitment Mentors podcast. My name's Hisham Azuz. We're back with another edition of the 15 Minutes with a Mentor series, where we interview some of the brilliant mentors that we've onboarded and welcome to the Recruitment Mentors community platform. Uh, and in this series, we're going to ask the mentors seven questions in 15 minutes to find out things like how they've overcome some of their biggest challenges this year, to understanding a bit more about how they've continued to win business this year as well. I'm delighted to be joined by Jay, uh, but before we go into this and I'll ask you the first question, Jay, if you could introduce yourself for those that don't know you. Yeah, thanks, Ishil. So Jay Gune, uh, Associate Director at Digital Gurus, uh, really international technology and digital uh, recruitment business, part of the Rethink Group. We've got about 170, 180 people in the business. Uh, I'm based out of Manchester. Um, I specifically look after our technology and digital teams. Uh, I've been in recruitment eight years. It's always been tech, it's always been IT. Um, and I've been with Digital Gurus for fast approaching four years. Um, yeah. Bit Amazing. Love it. So let's get into this. First question. What has been your biggest challenge so far this year and how have you overcome it? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I guess during COVID, I mean, first things first, right? So COVID is now beginning to slow down. We're progressing back to, back into the office, right? Mm. And that sounds like a really positive thing. But for us at Digital Gurus, and this isn't like a, a sell employer or anything like that, we, we performed excellently during COVID, like brilliantly um targets were being smashed records were being broken i mean that's all i see on linkedin at the moment that you know companies yeah. are smashing records uh glad to report we're part of that wave do you know what i mean <laughs> um and uh i think kind of going through that transition of working remotely kind of getting used to that and now moving back into the office you're losing time commuting into the office let's have it right you're having a you're having a little chat with your mate over there your mate over there you go and make a coffee mm. tea this, that, and the other. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot more distractions, and then you know it's it's flexible working. So you're leaving. You've got to commute back home. You get home. You make dinner. Speak to the other half if you've got one. You know the, all these little things come up, and all of a sudden, you know your your working day when you're remote working. Not that I'm an advocate of this, but you are typically working more hours. 
yeah, you know, by virtue. So <clears throat> I think kind of transitioning back into um, into a physical office has been interesting. So mm. that's that's probably been <laughs> this is our second week moving back into the office three days a week. So it's only a very very recent thing. And look, results haven't dipped. You know, there's not been an impact on it, but it's just been dead interesting, and it's probably been mm. been our, our biggest challenge this year what's also been interesting and challenging is you know we've brought in five or six people in q1 new people new recruits and john we've done a podcast what this time last year and then your questions was like well when you joined dg like what was it like were people like oh you know would jay get our style does he understand how we do things here at dg it's the same it's exactly the same thing when you bring new people into a high performing environment you know are they gonna are they gonna sink or swim you know it's it's remote working when when they started that's just an interesting thing in itself so yeah. you know, i've probably given you a couple of things there in terms of the most uh interesting <laughs> this year, most challenging um but i would say it's been that kind of moving back into um kind of on-site working whilst hiring people remotely it's just been an in, it's just been interesting mm. So, I mean, you've sort of gone into a bit of what my second question is. So we've all seen the polls and I think people are generally interested, but like from your point of view then, from from the, the companies that you support as well as you as a business, like how how do you see the future of work? Is it a hybrid? Is it fully remote? Is it just back in the office Monday to Friday? Like what do you see the future of work to be and why? Hmm. So again, I think you posed me that question in our, in our first podcast. Yeah. And I think I... Then it's going to be hybrid, right? It's going to be a mix of the mm. two. I think, look, obviously, there's been a lot of bad stuff that's happened during COVID and all the effects of it. But let's let's concentrate on the positives. And the positives are in that question, and that is, um, we do technology recruitment, right? One of the biggest annoyances in our world is that you get a software engineer who is sat like me and you are now, banging out code. He, that person can do that anywhere. Um, so why do I have to go into a physical office to do that? So. I think um, that has had a really positive impact for our customers to learn um, that it's it's okay to remote work. If anything, productivity has gone up. I think I've seen a lot of polls and statistics on that. Productivity mm. has gone through the roof. Um, and it's the same in the recruitment world. Um, I only, I'm only aware of maybe one or two recruitment businesses in Manchester that are now like, we're in the office every day, we're half eight to whatever time. Um so uh, for me, um, I think it will probably go three and two, so three days in the office, two days at home. I think that's what most businesses are doing. And I think if results remain as they are, why would you change something that's not broken? If anything, yeah. it's improved things. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's where I see it. And that's probably what every poll in the world has probably told yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. so, so, so the next question is, like, what – and we can keep it, like, this year or it could be, like, the next last six, 12 months. So, like – and um, what has been the most effective way for you and your team to win business so far this year or in the last six, 12 months? Yeah. And um, it's not changed from, you know, 12 months ago, two years ago, whatever. Um, relationships is key. Like <laughs> people work with you generally, if it's not legacy business, people work with you because they want to work with you. There, there is a relationship there. So again, look, we're not reinventing the wheel here at digital gurus, but, what we like to do is go and meet people as often as we can. As we can. Now, I appreciate there are challenges with that uh, for the last, what, 13, 14 months or so. Um, but, yeah, that's that's where a lot of our business has come from. It's having genuine relationships with people, following those people around. They bringing you in, people being promoted into different businesses. It's 
it's all of that. Um, and I guess what plugs in quite nicely is referral. Um, do a good job somewhere. Someone else is going to hear about it, and then it goes from there. It's really, it's really organic. Um, so that's typically how we have and always have done and continue to, to, to win business. Um, Love that. Relationships. Okay. So. okay, so what I want to cast you back to 2013. How old was you then, Jay? Oof, that's naughty, mate. What's that? Eight years ago. So 22, 22, 23. 22. Depending on when so, it was in 2013. So I want to know. So 2013, you were joining um, Oscar. Mm. first job in recruitment so mm. i just want to know i love this question like what advice would you give to the 21 22 year old jay guna who is entering the recruitment industry what what would you say to him what advice would you give him yeah i had a good time of it when i started in recruitment um i did um but if i if I th- right, okay. So I would probably want to understand my goals a bit sooner. Mm. Like I always knew what I wanted, but it, maybe I didn't break it down as maybe as well as I should have. So I'd set very many goals to get to where I wanted to be. Um, I probably would have done that a lot sooner because um, that would have helped with the motivation. I was already motivated. I already knew what I wanted, but it was like it takes a long time to go and buy a house, as an example. Yeah, yeah. yeah you've seen all this money come into your bank account. And it's like, great, but nothing actionable is happening until you buy the house, right? So um, I probably would have set just smaller little goals um, within mm. that. Um, secondly, um, I've kind of already mentioned this, but it's – I wish I started building relationships eight years ago when I started, started in recruitment. Like, I, I mm. always think, like, it, even probably last night I was dreaming about it, like, where <laughs> would I be now if I started relationships back then? And I'm sure I was, but it was very transactional. It wasn't – longer term thinking it wasn't oh i'm going to be in recruitment in a decade like i should probably start yeah. now it was just very oh i'm learning my trade do you want a job yeah, yeah, yeah. that's kind of how it was um so yeah i love that Relation- I think that's great advice yeah mm. so the next one is funniest candidate excuse you've ever heard in your career today <laughs> whoa mate <laughs> i don't know if you can broadcast it um <laughs> let me go a bit more pc that's just, yeah. Okay, right. Okay. Um, oh, I don't know if I'm Right. So, right. <laughs> uh, so I was working for business in in Bristol, right? IT security role, right? And this was when security was just kind of really coming in, like proper yeah. high level head of IT security, hundred thousand plus salary. So you know, I was I was wanting to go in, put it that He's way. Up for it. Yeah, I was well up for it. And um, I had this this individual based in Reading. And that was working over in Cardiff. So obviously that, that individual's bypassing Bristol. And I was like, look, you know, let me half your journey. <laughs> yeah, that was the pitch. Let me half the journey and put £30,000 on top of your base salary. Everyone was keen in the process. I won't lie. And um, we, got, we got through the whole process. You know, I believe the, the individual was closed. And um, we got the offer. The offer went out. And um, at, at that point... <laughs> um, this individual's wife got in contact to say to, to inform me that um, this individual would not be accepting the offer. Wow! I was like, this is a bit mental. Um, <laughs> so I've had a conversation. So it turns out that the candidate could not accept the offer because the reason why he was actually working in Cardiff from the get go because he had a he had a mistress in Cardiff. Oh. That he was going over there to, 
to stay for a couple of nights, don't know what was going on, you know, you'd be my guest to think about that. And that was why he was going, that's why he worked there. And it's been this massive thing that he was hiding from his, from his wife. Oh. About five, six years. The guy was so he basically, there. basically he can accept it because it was either the mistress or the job and maybe not. Yeah. It was the wife. It, the wife that called you. You're sorry. Is it the wife that called you or the mistress? So, the, so the wife, um, sent me an email saying this is what's happened. Honestly, right. We're all cynics in recruitment. I thought this guy is going to a next level to reject this offer. Uh, you, know, you create a brand new like hotmail account, whatever it comes from. I thought, is he this can't be legit. Now when I was working at Oscar at the time and we had this um, he's still there, uh, this training manager. He was awesome, yeah. still is. And I went to him, I was like, how do I get around this thing? <laughs> and, um, yeah, you know, we had a couple of strategy meetings about it, but we just, I couldn't believe it. Really, and yeah. he sent, he sent me photos of messages that the wife had sent to the mistress. Wow. And I thought it must be true. It must yeah, be. That's, so that's, pro- yeah. that's probably the most out there. Um, but yeah, you know, yeah. we don't keep in touch as you can imagine. <laughs> right. So, so the, the, ne- the next, the next question is a bit more of a scenario. So I just want to hear how would you, sort of approach and sort of navigate this scenario. So the scenario is a particular business that you've been trying to get in with some time. This business, you're confident you can help. They're a great brand that you want to get involved in. Um, this a decision maker at this business finally buy it. So it might be a mail shot, you might expect in a CV, you might have got a referral um, and you get a call booked in with the relevant person. You prepare for that call. The call's going well. Build and rapport, and then it gets to crunch time, and you just get the classic response of "Look, Jay, it's been great to to speak, but we at the moment we only work with agencies on our PSL, um, so let's stay in touch." So I just want to hear how would you approach or navigate that? Yeah, um, fat find one hundred and one, I believe. Yeah, um, I would ask a lot of questions around around that. I mean, it's. It's a difficult thing to answer because there's a lot of things that lead up to when that person. Does it, yeah. Yeah. So let's just assume you've had a really, really baseline conversation where you've not really used your now. So you've just, you know, yeah. said a load of stuff and they're, and they're not engaged because that's all that says to me. They're not engaged. All right. So mm-hmm. if you want to engage someone, you've got to give them something that, that they want. Right. So the only way to sell to someone is to understand what their requirements are. So at that point, and again, we probably do not have enough time for this, I would be fat finding. Yeah, I want to find that chink in the armor. I'd want to understand where I can kind of get something in there. So you mentioned PSL, yeah? yeah. So I'd be asking about the PSL. Okay, wonderful. Well, how are they performing for you? What roles have you got live right now? How many of them are they looking at? Um, how many CVs have they got over? What's been the general quality? Um, how long is it taking for the PSL to, to place these jobs? How many roles have they placed in the last X amount of time? You know, yeah, just yeah. try and get some feel about that. It's all about performance, right? So I'd want to, I'd want to figure out where where that is, and then you'll probably be finding chinks in the armor, this, that, and the other. And depending on what that chink is, um, I'd be jumping all over it. Yeah, the way you'd approach that and the advice is you, you need to fat find, you need to get information which you can then utilize to say, look, I can actually solve that problem or add value to that chink in the armor, etc. Um, yeah. Final question. Yeah. So it's, it's around time management, a real popular sort of development area that recruiters share with us that they want to get better at. So I want to know from you, what is uh, a sort of one non-negotiable or some of your non-negotiables that you live by each day that you feel has a sort of dramatic impact on your productivity and helps you maximize your days in recruitment? 
yeah, good question. Um, my time management is absolutely, or has been absolutely horrific. Um, <laughs> horrific. So you have to have a day plan. And, you know, that's probably some something that everyone is told, get a day plan. Um, it's all well and good having a piece of paper in your or maybe a diary like I've got here. But yeah. it's what you actually do with that. So again, you know, I, I love a reverse engineering scenario. So look, am I hands on the tools every day, talking to canners, talking to customers? No, you know, my, my goals are, are a little bit different, right? So you have to understand and always know what your end goal is. So yeah. right now we want to get our contractor book, you know, to, to 50K week, weekly GP. So it's like, well, what, what does that mean? And what do we mm. need to do on a, on a month, on a quarterly, on a monthly, on a weekly, daily basis? Like, what what do we need to be doing? So there's loads of things that can plug into that. So I haven't got my actual pad with me, but one of the things that we look at is our target customer list. Yeah. So rather than ram it down people's throats every day, like where you up to, where you up to, you know, we'll do strategy meetings, you know, maybe once a week to see where we're up to, um, mm. and then just kind of share the information and collaborate on it a little bit more. The reason why we've identified these customers is because they're big contractor clients. Yeah. So there's there's loads of little things that we do on a daily basis and, and weekly basis that goes into that end goal. So hooking back into get a day planner or whatever, it's making yeah. sure that you're using it appropriately. And it's not just, oh, you know, we start at nine o'clock and it's five to nine. I've just walked in, oh, I better do my day plan. Like yeah, you're doing that. that. You may as well yeah. just like rip up your book, throw it behind you, snap your pen. Because there's just no point. Like yeah. my day plan was done last week. Yeah, I added yeah, in, yeah. I've been adding into it every day. Like, oh, do you know what? I need to action that, da, 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 da. and it will go down. Yeah. So, yeah, be progressive with your day plan. Like some of the some of the best minds I've ever met work in recruitment. Like incredible minds that remember information like that. And um, that's all well and good, but they will forget some things. And um, write it down. It's not hard, mm. and that will dramatically. For me, it, it dramatically improved my um, my organisation. Some people will still say that I cancel too many meetings, uh, <laughs> but that's recruitment, right? Things pop up. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's get yourself a day plan and use it appropriately. Don't fill it out a day. Don't even fill it out a night before. Fill it out as you go. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that. I think yeah, main bits to take away there is one: have a day plan, be flexible with it. But and then, as you said again this times into them being how jay i don't know what to prioritize well the only way you're going to know that is by reverse engineering where you want to be so that that, that's great advice so um jay that was 50 minutes of a mentor thank you so much thank you mate well done on making it to the very end of the episode i hope you enjoyed it i've done my very best to try and level up this podcast that will hopefully mean that you can take even more learnings from these conversations and apply it to your own recruitment career. Like always, if there are any particular topics that you would love me to cover with future guests, then please get in touch with me. The best place to reach me is on LinkedIn. Send me a message. What would you love me to cover with future guests? And if you have enjoyed the podcast, then it would be amazing if you could leave a honest review in your favorite podcast streaming platform. That will simply mean that we're able to reach more people with this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget to subscribe completely free on your favorite podcast streaming platforms. And we'll be back next week with a new episode of the Recruitment Mentors Podcast.